Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Happy New Year! Happy 2019 from the MSEC For the Sake podcast team. This is Tara, the producer. And first of all, thank you all so much. We have gone through the first part, our first semester of this launch of this new initiative for the sake of the child. And we are just so grateful to our loyal listeners. I don't know about you, but I am traveling this holiday season. So I've been catching up on my podcast. So I'm wondering if some of you have been listening in on ours and catching up on some other podcasts as well. I wanted to let you know that that a couple months ago we talked to Eric Waldo from Swamped, another podcast, and we, we made mention that our CEO at the MSEC president, Dr. Mary Keller, was going to be going on Swamped, and that was released on December 12th on Swamped. I'm going to try to put the link into our show notes, so if you want to link down and listen to Mary talk about the amplified needs of military children, telling some great stories, and great, sharing some great insight on Swamped, please go on to our show notes and click on that link and you'll be able to listen in on a podcast follow-up from when we talked to Eric Waldo back in November. So just wanted to bring that up. Uh, Today we're going to talk to Dr. Cortez Dial. He is one of our MSEC board members. He's an educator. Kati is going to fill you in on all his details. Thank you for listening in as we talk about transition of military kids and some of his suggestions when it comes to transitions. Welcome everyone to our podcast for the sake of the child. We're going to talk about how we can ensure a smooth transition and provide institutional support in populated school districts for military children. My name is Katya Pinkston. I'm a parent educator, curriculum developer and researcher for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also a parent and the spouse of a retired service member. Our son graduated from a Dodia school overseas and is now in college. I'm currently at the MSEX National Training Seminar in downtown Washington, D.C. And joining me today is Dr. Cortez Dial. Dr. Dial has held numerous positions in human resources, professional development, and education over the course of his 29-year career with the Department of the Army. He has also served in key assignments in personal management, personnel services, and the formulation of programs policy, professional development, and teaching. Dr. Dial is also on the board of directors for the Military Child Education Coalition. Dr. Dial, thank you so much again for being with us today. Can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure over the past 20 years or so plus to work with the Military Child Education Coalition. Uh, I think you summed it up pretty well in terms of my military career. Uh, After leaving the military, I went to work for Virginia State University um, 
where I uh, completed my terminal degree, um, was an administrator and faculty member there. So um, that that's about it. Other than that, I'm just a little kid from Chicago. <laughs> you are also a professional educator. And you have decades of experience working with military families. What are some of the topics that we need to focus on? Well, I think um, everyone is concerned about emotional health um, and what uh, constitutes a healthy child. And, and what are some of the barriers uh, that we have to protect children against? And I think transition is one of the major things, not just in the military, but throughout our society. There's lots of occupations that create movement. Um, and the more movement that happens, um, you have to work on transition to make sure that children stay emotionally and mentally healthy. And how can we do that? Well, in the military, I think because different states, and as I always like to repeat, Remember that we are the United States of America. There's 50 different governors, 50 different systems. And so as students move from one system to another, uh, although their individual service, be it Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine Corps, or Coast Guard, uh, you feel secure because you understand that system. But when you arrive in a new state, that's a different education system. And so the person who has to adjust to that is the child. And we want to make that transition as smooth as we can. So what are some roadblocks that you see that we need to overcome? Uh, the different requirements. You know, we're trying to come up with a uh, core curriculum uh, so that students don't have to retake um, some courses that may be categorized different in one state than another. Uh, the amount of history, the amount of unique history per state. Um, if you move three times in your high school career as a military child, you may take three different state histories uh, to fill one state history requirement. Right. We need to eliminate those type of what is a lesson that you would like to share with our military families? Um, one of the things that I always tell my students is that there is no substitute for preparation. So uh, as soon as you know that you're going to an individual state, uh, I would really seek out uh, all the information I could, seek out a person as a resource in the district that I am going to. Uh, one of my initiatives uh, not necessarily mine, but one that I'm passionate about is I think all major school districts that support military children should have a full-time person supported by that school district that does specific work with military children. A lot of times now it's an additional duty for someone who has primary duties elsewhere. But I think to make sure that that transition is up to date, is smooth, is really positive or as positive as it can be for the child, there should be a full-time person in each district, at least one, who does nothing but work with military children. So when a military family moves, they can seek out that person if they have specific questions. Correct. For instance, if you were at Fort Bragg and you were moving to Fort Hood um, and your Fort Bragg person that told you, oh, 
uh, I know Tara at Fort Hood, and let's call her and let her know a little bit about you. You could then send that person your transcript. You could let them know what you've done. If there was any coordination over specific courses and what you should get credit for so you don't have to take it again, that could all be done essentially before you got there. So when you checked in with Tara at Fort Hood, she could say, ah, these are the requirements that we think you need to graduate. We're going to give you credit for state history because you took it in North Carolina. And who knows, you could be in another state next year. We're not going to make you take another state history. Yeah, that would be absolutely awesome for military families. I, I think so, because we're a subculture within the major culture. And if you look at it in terms of 50 different states, we're a subculture within the federal culture, within our service culture, and now we're in a state culture. Right. But once again, mom and dad go to work, right? And dad or mom, who's ever the service member, goes to work in their system. It's a new place, but it's the same system. Not necessarily so for the child. Very true. So, Dr. Dial, in our podcast, we like to hear stories or personal experiences. Do you have a story for us that you would like to share? Um, yes. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll use one that's ongoing right now. Two years ago, I met a young lady here um, in the student-to-student -student portion of uh, the National Training Seminar. And uh, Nana came up to me and, and we were talking about her expectations and what she wanted to do. She was going into her senior year. And so I invited her down to Virginia State University uh, for a visit and because she lives in DC. And so her and her counselor, Ms. Woodard, uh, came, I took her all over campus and uh, we happened to run into the president of the university. So she met him and had a great conversation. And so things went really well and she was excited. Um, her family uh, decided that uh, she was going to go to uh, community college first after she graduated, save some money, uh, do some other things, and then come down. So I've stayed in touch with her. She stayed in touch with me. She graduated a year ago, went to community college this year. And so I just got a note from her last week, and we've scheduled an appointment for her to come to Virginia State on August 15th. Um, she wants to be a social worker. So I put her in touch with the chair of our social work department, Dr. Gwen Thornton. They've already communicated. Gwen's very excited to meet Nana. And so on August 15th, we're gonna have another sit down session, take her all through campus. And hopefully in the fall of 2019, uh, she will have completed her associate's degree and be at Virginia State starting her career in social work. What an inspiring story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Again, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and for your time being um, with us this morning. Thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we always appreciate your comments, your questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Please continue listening for our after show, where we will talk in more detail about some points we shared on today's topic. Thanks for having me.
Thank you for staying with us for our after the show. You might not have heard me because I was being quiet in the room, but I was right there along with Katya talking with Dr. Dial. It was so great to hear his perspective on emotional and mental health of our military children and also talking about those smooth transitions. So one thing stuck out to me that he talked about, and that was talking about having a full-time person who works directly with military students in school districts that have uh, those highly impacted areas with with lots of military students. And there's someone uh, that came to mind for me, and, and it's one of our programs actually here at the Military Child Education Coalition. And if you wanted to learn more about it, you could go to our website at www.militarychild.org. You're going to click on the programs, training, and initiatives, and there's something called a Military Student Transition Consultant Program, and we call them the Military Student Transition Consultants, MSTCs, because we all need another acronym in our net life, right? So on this webpage, if you want to pull it up in your browser, www.militarychild.org, again, programs trainings and initiatives in that Military Student Transition Consultant Program. And this is gonna go into much more detail on what an MSTC is, what their program's about, and this full-time person, just like Dr. Dial was talking about. Currently, there's 16 MSTCs in seven states and 10 school districts. So if you're curious if your district has one, um, check with your local school district. And also, I've been told, I spoke uh, a couple months ago with our MSTC program manager, Jackie Matlock, and she says oftentimes it's the parents who go to the school asking for someone like this that actually initiate an MSTC coming to a campus. So if you want to know a little bit more, this is a great place to start. And they are a full-time, highly specialized educational professional, and they're right there in the school system, an employee of the school. Um, sometimes you're going to hear that as a local education agency or LEA. That means the local school district. And the nice thing about an MSTC is they actually have access to the student's files, whereas let's say m many times you've probably heard other people talk about school liaison officers, which are different. They are on the installation and they are not employees of MSEC for one. And for two, they don't have access to student files, so they can't help in, in situations like that unless the parent brings those kind of documents with them. Whereas an MSTC actually does have have access to that and can really smooth that transition. And like Dr. Dial said, if one family's moving from a location that has an MSTC to a new location, they can do that warm handoff where one MSTC talks to another MSTC. They also can help with things like transitioning a student with exceptional needs. We know that those are amplified needs. There's so much paperwork and appointments and, and so many things that go into making sure that that transition is seamless and that the student is placed appropriately immediately so they don't miss out on education time and they can help in those type of situations as well. They also provide professional development to other educators in the building or in the district and they can also help with referrals along with a, uh, many, many other things. Um, if you go on here, it'll talk about all the district and campus benefits, but just know that, that these this person that he talked about does exist in 16 places and that we offer that program. If, if you are interested, if, if you are a school professional that wants to know more about it, there's also something called an affiliate program, and that would be an employee of the district. So it's not the same thing, it's a little different. And I had Jackie explain it to me a little bit. An employee in the district can 
do the affiliate program and be able to provide some of the services that an MSTC would be. But that's where uh, it's a little different because it is sort of like an add-on service, not a full-time employee that's dedicated just to helping these students transition. So I did want to, to bring that out. I, I don't know about you, but I'm hoping that we can talk to Dr. Dial again this summer at our national training seminar. You're going to be hearing about it all spring this year. We're going to talk about it. We're going to give you sneak peeks on who's speaking and what's coming up. I know registration is going to open up in the next couple of weeks, so be checking out our website and looking for that. And I want to hear how things went with Gwen in August. I don't know about you, but um, we heard that story at the end about how Gwen was going to go do a college visit, visit to Virginia State. And I'm really interested to hear how that went and um, how her visit visit went. And if she'll be starting in the fall, that would be really cool to hear. So thank you everybody for listening. We do want to hear your feedback. So please go on and give us some comments, a rating, like, share, and review. We do want to hear what you want to talk about because this is for you. So thank you, everybody. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.